Hello guys, welcome back to another episode of the GMT Podcast. This is Jason and I will be the host and Charlene will be the co-host for today. On today's episode of GMT's podcast, we will be talking about sleeping schedule and productivity. What, uh, so Charlene, what are your thoughts on being an early bird or night owl? So if we just uh, have a brief overview, early bird means that those who wake up early in the morning and go to bed early and night owls are the opposite. So I guess although there's this popular belief, you know, that the early bird gets the worm and that those who are early birds are more proactive, but they say that there's a study by the University of Barcelona that, and they found that morning person were less likely to experience any fatigue or frustration and night owls were more likely to indulge in any extravagance and such. But in my opinion, I don't think one is necessarily better than the other, but instead they're just slightly different. What what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, as as there's a saying that early birds gets the worm, there's also another saying that it says that the night out gets the mouse. Yeah. So it's it's about the same, just that it differs between on your personal, Mm -hmm. how you work and yeah. So are you an early bird or a night owl, Charlene? I don't know. I don't think I'm an early bird or night owl because it really depends on my workload at the end. But if I have to categorize myself, I would say I'm an early bird. How about you? Okay, for me, um, I was a night owl back <laughs> where, yeah, I was a night owl. But now I'm slowly becoming an early bird. We'll get to the details in the next few questions. Okay, mm-hmm. so... How many hours do you get? How many hours of sleep do you get on average, Charlene? Like, okay, we have two scenarios. Like, maybe <laughs> one is like normal scenario, and one is like heavy workload, like assignment season or exam season scenario. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I guess usually seven hours, but in terms of exams, I don't know. Do I sleep? <laughs> How about you? <laughs> For me, um, on a daily basis, I get around six to eight hours of sleep on average mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah when, when it's heavy workload season I rarely <laughs> get sleep because I'm tend to procrastinate on my work so I, see. I burn the midnight oil very often yeah <laughs> then in that case what are your most optimal working hours for me personally, uh, my most optimal working hours is around 8 to 10. Or mm-hmm. if it's past to 8 to 10 p.m., then it will be like 2 to 4 a.m. Cause, wow. <laughs> yeah, because I find it very peaceful at that time. It's very silent. I see. Yeah. So according to Healthline, adults are likely mm-hmm. to get sleepy well before midnight as melatonin releases in their bodies. They reach just their most tired phase of the day from 2 to 4 a.m. and 1 to 3 p.m. But I feel like it doesn't work on me because for my most work, uh, optimal working hours is 2 to 4 a.m. But yeah. Oh, for me, it's the complete opposite because 1 to 3 p.m. is when I'm the most tired, especially after lunch. Yeah. So that's just a bad timing overall for me. But I guess different people, different experiences you know yeah so what's your most optimal working hour Charlene I think definitely the morning 
and after 2 p.m. As long as it's before meals, I'm good. <laughs> okay. So, there's also a saying in the business world that's like the 5 a.m. club, the 4 a.m. club. So, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts and what's your takeaway on the 4 a.m., 5 a.m. club? I guess just to be able to you know, start waking up at 4 a.m. or 5, mm-hmm. it requires a lot of self-discipline and I really respect people who can do so. Because, you know, at our age, there's just so many, in a sense, social events or, you know, just catching up with friends. And those usually take place after work hours or after school. So, in a way, the timing is a bit off. But what do you think of it? I feel like there's a justification to the 4 a.m. and 5 a.m. club. It differs Mm -hmm. to different people. So, for example, if you're working a 9 to 5 in, like, government sector or it depends you to set time frame in an office and you have yeah. like tons of loads. Maybe you need to bring, uh, fetch your kids or you have to, to do. Because mm-hmm. for the 4 a.m. and 5 a.m. I find it effective to people who have to do all the necess- daily necessities such as like getting groceries yeah. and like getting the, uh, going to the bank and stuff because it's justifiable when it comes to working with the all the normal stuff like getting tasks done. But yeah. it's not workable when you're an creative individual, I guess. I, I get what you mean. I get what yeah. you mean. Yeah. Waking up at 4 a.m., yeah, it does sound very disciplinary for me. I've tried, <laughs> but I failed. The earliest I can wake up is 6 a.m. And that's the that's most I can That's pretty good. Do. That's pretty good. Yeah. Then moving on, what do you think makes a good sleeping schedule? So according to the CDC, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, an adult requires seven or more hours of sleep per night. Mm-hmm. And according to Healthline, there's, there's this thing called circadian rhythm. Mm-hmm. So your circadian rhythm is influenced by outside things like light and dark, as well as other factors. Your brain receives signals based on your environment and activates certain hormones, alters your body temperature and regulates your metabolism to keep you alert to draw or to draw you asleep. So I feel like a good sleeping schedule should be around, let's say, 10 or 12 to mm-hmm. 8 a.m. I think other than that, right, mm-hmm. uh, keeping a very consistent sleep schedule, so having to get up the same time every day and just to have that routine really makes a good sleeping schedule. If, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. If, if you wake up, like, let's say, oh, today I sleep at 10 p.m. and then tomorrow I sleep at 2 p.m., that's not a good sleeping schedule. You, you can still say, yeah. oh, I sleep at 10 yesterday, but it's not a schedule. It's just you're sleeping whenever you're tired, I guess. Yeah. Mm. So we'll proceed to, have you ever struggled with insomnia? If yes, how did you overcome it? I have struggled with insomnia. And one of the ways that really helped me a lot was this thing called aromatherapy. And so it's essentially like this healing treatment that uses essential oil to improve your overall health. So this includes your physical and emotional health. So I would just add a few drops of lavender essential oil into a diffuser. But what have you ever struggled with insomnia? I haven't really struggled with insomnia. I'm, I'm a person who can sleep everywhere, anywhere. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's hard Must for me to relate nice. to it. Yeah, exactly. Like when when I get to when we're on a car trip, right, to certain places, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. I'll be I can be talking about something one minute before and the next minute I'll be asleep. Yeah. I envy you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how many hours do you think your body requires, Charlene? Uh, for myself, I find myself very refreshed when I get about nine hours of sleep. But how about you? I feel like six hours is more than enough for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as I'm quite an energetic person. Like, okay, <laughs> it's a bit weird. I can sleep anywhere, but I'm still energetic. But yeah. So according to CNN Health, a psychologist mm-hmm. John Duffy mentioned that poor sleep disrupts engagement in activities that supports emotional wellness. Irregular sleep patterns over the course of the week can experience social jet lag. So starting morn- mor- Monday morning, putting them behind in terms of both performance and connection with others. This can drive not only a decrease in performance academically, but tardiness, missed days, or a lack of readiness to learn. Mm. So I've noticed that uh, you've just uh, back, you're just back in UK. So mm-hmm. have you, how do you deal with, deal with the, social, the, the jet lag, like the time zone difference? I don't think I really struggle with jet lag in the sense that yes, I have to sleep earlier, but I'm also waking up earlier. So I'm thinking if I should stick to the current schedule because it seems to be a pretty good schedule in my opinion. But other than that, I don't think I face any very serious problems. For me, um, jet lag, I was, I, I was uh, in Australia like mm-hmm. before the pandemic to visit there. I also didn't really felt like there was a jet lag. So has the pandemic affected your sleeping schedule and productivity because like you're in, you were based in Malaysia and then you have to do mm-hmm. e-learning through through online in the UK time zone. Yeah. Because uh personally the pandemic didn't really affect my sleeping schedule and productivity because one, I'm someone who really does not mind being at home for an extended period of time. I don't mind that at all. And then, because a lot of my classes were recorded, so I could just watch them on my own time. So other than that, I don't think it really, there's no big impact on my sleeping schedule and productivity. But is this the same case for you? Uh, it has affected my sleeping schedule and productivity, to be honest, but in a <laughs> positive way. Mm-hmm. So before the pandemic, I'm living, I'm basically like an, any other university student. So mm-hmm. they, go to, they go to school in the morning and they go to clubs and party at night. So <laughs> my, my sleeping schedule was pretty messed up. I was mm-hmm. basically having like two or three hours for sleep per day. And then the next day I have to go to class. But because mm-hmm. of pandemic, everything was locked down. So you don't really have much to do. And you can't really meet your friends, so you're basically at home. Mm-hmm. So I, te- I tried to live a healthier lifestyle by mm-hmm. um, waking up early in the morning to exercise, like maybe uh, jogging and cycling. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. that really affected me and changed my lifestyle. Mm, that's good. That's nice to hear. So what are your thoughts on energy drinks, caffeine to boost our productivity, Charlene? I think in the short term, it works well. But in the long run, personally, I don't think it's the most helpful thing because you become more reliant on this kind of like energy drinks and caffeine just to boost your productivity. But this may be a different case for you. What, what do you think about this? 
Personally, I think it's not really effective. Mm-hmm. I've, because uh, as, I, as I mentioned earlier, in my opinion, right, I think energy drinks and caffeine is not really effective when it comes to boosting our productivity. Mm-hmm. I think it's something like a placebo effect. No, uh, I mean, like, no offense to people who think it helps you, but personally, it doesn't help me mm-hmm. because I remember that there was this this time uh, I had um, an exam the next morning, so I was studying up to very late. Mm-hmm. And when I entered the exam hall, I, I had a double shot espresso. But mm-hmm. then the next minute, when I got the papers, I fell asleep after like 10 minutes looking at the mm-hmm. paper. So I don't really think it, helps in keeping mm-hmm. us awake or boosting our productivity. So Charlie, do, do you have any tips to improve our sleep hygiene sleeping hygiene to maybe like boost our productivity uh, to make us more productive? I think um definitely put put away your phone, keep it on silent mode because I'm not sure about other people but I get if so I'm easily distracted so I really have to put my phone away get away from all the distractions and just really focus on my work. How about you? Yeah, I agree with that. Just keeping a phone beside you when you're trying to sleep, right, is very troublesome. Yeah. If, yeah, like, when you're trying, when you're going to deep sleep and then, ding, there's a notification. And usually we will look at it and we will reply it. Because mm-hmm. maybe it's something important, you know. Yeah. I would say um, taking an evening bath because it relaxes your body, yeah, and maybe use some ambient noise, yeah. lo-fi music yeah. from YouTube, especially that, yeah, <laughs> that's very helpful for me. And in terms of, I think having, uh, when you're working, just doing work as well, I think using having ambient noise or lo-fi music as your background that really helps you to focus, in my opinion, as well. So that's just something that you might want to take note of. Yeah. And and some 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 study says that there's this Pomodoro study. Uh, mm. Yeah, have you have you tried it? Yeah, I I think it's quite helpful actually because in a sense you are really focused on completing your work for a set amount of time because yeah. you know that you will have like about a five minute break after that. So in a way, it really helps you to get into a work zone, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. I think I have to try it soon for modular study. <laughs> and also another tips to improve sleeping hygiene. For, okay, for, for me, from my point of view, it's exercising in the morning rather than at night. As I mentioned, like you 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 make it up to the point that it's something you must do every day. Like waking up in the morning, you make it a routine. So yeah. it will gradually improve your sleeping schedule because you won't be you won't stay up late until night because if you stay up late the next morning you have to wake up to do exercise right you will feel very tired if you don't yeah. have enough sleep and, if, yeah. and from the starting point for me it was difficult mm-hmm. so I just keep telling myself okay okay. so oh, today I'm a bit tired I'm, too, I'm so tired today but yeah I just gotta push you know like okay usually I would maybe jog for like half an hour okay maybe mm-hmm. I can jog 20 minutes it does is about the consistency in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Having that really having, having that set routine helps a lot in my opinion. So yeah. We have reached to, to, to the end of today's episode. 
So on today's episode, we have me and Charlene have discussed about whether being an what's the thoughts of being a night owl or an early bird and what our what's our most optimal working hours and what makes a good sleeping schedule. So in my personal opinion, I think that a good sleeping schedule does boost our productivity, but it depends on you. So maybe for example, if you have to carry out daily tasks that requires going to the bank, going to the office and everything, yeah, it's really crucial for you to have a good sleeping schedule, like wake up early in the morning, joining the 4 a.m., 5 a.m. club like any other successful businessman. But when it comes to being a creative individual, it's different because in the morning, you don't really find the peace when it comes to doing creative, like, because personally, I've tried um, do because I usually work at four, 2 to 4 a.m. Yeah, that's the most peaceful, peaceful time. That's how I get creative and ideas. Yeah, so that's mm-hmm. my thoughts on uh, sleeping uh, schedule and productivity. So that's it. Don't forget to drop us a follow and give us comments about your thoughts and topics that you're interested in on our Instagram page at Globalizing Malaysian Talents. Thank you for your time. We'll see you in the next episode of GMT Podcast. Thank you.